What's up? This is Greg Schnoes, host of the Bevo Broadcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Hey, do me a huge favor. Like and subscribe the podcast and leave that five-star rating if you could, please. Well, let's get into it. I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong. Just like I said last week, I'll be more than happy to eat crow because I was nervous going into that K-State game. After I saw what they did to OSU and after Texas had had an unfortunate meltdown in the second half, I was going to this one a little gun shy. <laughs> and I think rightfully so. But Texas came out on top and won. It was a close game, but it's not your typical Texas game on the road. First of all, they won. Second of all, I'll explain to you how that was not close. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. It was close. The score made it close, but there was a lot of plays that were not made by Texas that were easily, if they go the other way, Texas wins this one in a route. Now, that's what it could have, should have, obviously, but just hear me out. Check this out. Roshan Johnson, remember that long run that he broke in the first half where you could see the DB for Kansas State put his arm up as he's chasing him from behind and just knocks the ever-loving you-know-what out of the ball and it came out? Yeah, that was the first fumble in four years for Roshan. So a guy that never fumbles puts one on the ground. Xavier Worthy, opening series of the second half. Sark makes a great play call. It's an easy gain. He's spinning to make a guy miss, gets hit, ball comes out. There's two drives right there. If, let's say, they get 10 points out of that, they get a touchdown when he's on the Roshan drive or the Xavier Worthy drive or fumbles. That's 10 points. This game's not close. Also, how many times did Kansas State put it on the ground and Texas actually recover it? They got the one at the end that was the most crucial, the most important. But, man, Kansas State put, a, put the ball on the ground all night long, and Texas was not able to capitalize on that. So a couple little things here and there, and Texas wins this game handily in a comfortable margin. We're not sweating it out at the end. And, oh, by the way, Kansas State's defense is pretty salty, is it not? How many turnovers do Quinn Ewers have? None. Did he have an overwhelming type of game passing the football? No. But he did hit Xavier Worthy for two touchdown passes, which he was unable to hit Worthy. <laughs> I mean, him and Worthy could not get that connection going whatsoever against Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago. Hit for two TDs. Bijan was Bijan, as we always know. Had some great runs. That early TD that he had, oh my goodness, how, how amazing was that play block between Xavier Worthy getting the block downfield, Jatavian Sanders, Hayden Connor pulling. I mean, it was just... I mean, just great runs all throughout the game for Bijan. And I've been saying it, I've been saying it, and I've been saying it. And then more or less, especially this weekend, we'll get into it with the TCU preview here in a moment. But you got to give the guy the ball. He is your best playmaker. And, oh, by the way, Rashawn Johnson would probably start at, I'd say, 90% of uh, what was it? Fold, uh, Division One. <laughs> it's just had a brain fart there. D what used to be known as Division One football. He would start at so many programs. He'd probably start at just about every other Big 12 program as their starting tailback. So if you got a young quarterback, offensive linemen love to fire off and hit people in the mouth. Take advantage of that. I think Sarkeesian is kind of figuring that out. The whole second half thing is still puzzling to me. I don't see how you can be so good in the first half, score 31 points, scheme things open, Big plays, and it's just, for some reason, the second half, it is a struggle. But 
I will say the Xavier Worthy, if that play is not a fumble and it's say Texas goes out and scores a touchdown on that opening drive, that changes everything. That changes everything from the mindset of like, okay, here we go. We came out, we're on the road, tough place to play. We just went out and scored on the first series of the second half, get the crowd out of this game. It's in our hands. It's ours to take. That changes the mindset so much for this Texas team. So it was it was an interesting game. It was an interesting game, to say the least. Defense did what they had to do. And so many times the defense was not able to make plays. And again, how many times did they get the ball on the ground and they could not recover it? There was that one right in front of the sideline where two guys were diving at it and they could not, you know, they knocked it out of bounds. And I remember watching Michael Griffin on the Longhorn Network and the postgame show on TV saying, you know, slap it back in. He's like, guys, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I mean, if you've played football on any level, and for most of us, that's like high school. Maybe some people out there are listening to this play college. But what is your first initial reaction? You see a ball on the ground, you're going to go dive for it. You're not thinking it's close to the sideline. Let me slap it back in. I mean, maybe Michael, maybe that's why he played in the NFL. And I did obviously, because he has way more talent than I ever did as well. Uh, but I mean, I don't think most people are thinking that way when they're running towards a ball. And if maybe if it's close to the sideline, maybe people do, maybe Michael Griffin does not saying it's right or wrong. I just thought that was kind of like a nitpick almost kind of, but Hey, that's fine. You, you got to expect big things. You want this conference championship is still within sight. As we said last week, we're taking a week by week. We're not going to worry about the other ones. That's what I said last week. I predicted Texas would lose. I was like, I hope I'm dead wrong. I was. Thank goodness I was wrong. Okay, step one. Check that box. Move on to the next. Take care of business against Kansas State, which they did. Look great in the first half. Quinn Ewers was efficient. Game manager, which I've said many times on here, that's more than okay. I will take a guy who's a game manager who doesn't hurt you by turning the football over. The deep ball is still a work in progress. He's a freshman. Let's give cut the guy a little slack. I mean, Sark's going to keep dialing it up. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the first play of the game was a deep shot to Jatavian Sanders. So if Sark gets that matchup, a one-on-one that he likes, he's going to take advantage of that. And Quinn Ewers is not scared to throw it. He is not timid. He is for sure confident in his arm. And it's going to, it's here, you know, it's he's going to let it fly. So all in all, a solid victory by Texas. Defense, you know, Keandre Coburn got the sack and the strip sack of uh, Martinez at the end. Uh, was it Jaden uh, Ford? Got the fumble recovery at the end. Uh, so, whew, I mean, as I'm, you know, thinking about that game, it just, it started off great. It was... I almost want to say, I think we all as Texas fans were just worried about, okay, what's going to happen in the second half? And only getting a field goal in the second half is still concerning because now that we're going to talk about the TCU game that's coming up this week, TCU is a second-half team. So if Texas is a great first-half team, I'm hoping and wishing that Texas scores on every drive. It's a touchdown every drive. Put them in a huge hole. I hope it's like, oh, gosh. 49 to 10 or something, you know, 49, 14, something like that at halftime where Texas is second halves are not what you're looking for. And if TCU is playing great in the second half, if history holds to that standard, then it's going to be difficult. TCU is a good football team, but the way I look at this is Texas is at home. Texas plays better at home. 
by far and away. They got the ugly game on the road, Oklahoma State. They had the week off. They played a tough game on the road again, and Kansas State got the victory. Now you're playing a top four team in TCU, which nobody saw this one coming. Raise your hand if you had TCU in uh, the top four in November. Yeah, I don't have my hand up either because <laughs> there's a reason. TCU, it's it's crazy. They got guys from the transfer portal. They got a new coach. There's just, I mean, the starter, the starting quarterback wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. Like so many things have happened since the beginning of the season for TCU. And I watched that first game that they played. And not just because, oh, I'm just, I, yeah, I can't wait to watch TCU play. Nothing against them. But it was the only reason was is because TCU was playing Colorado. It was on a Friday night and it was like the opening weekend of football. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. And that Colorado team's atrocious. And TCU left points on the board in that game, but the, that's neither here nor there. Max Duggan is probably the a guy that should be in the discussion for the Heisman Trophy, but he's not because he plays for TCU. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with the Big 12 Conference per se. I just think it has to do with TCU, which is not a major big brand in college football. It's a small private school in Fort Worth. Um, really hasn't done much on the national stage in its history. It's had some moments. It's had some phenomenal players that come out of that program. But overall, TCU is just TCU. So Texas is a big brand. OU is a big brand. Outside of those two and the Big 12, when it comes to football, Baylor's done some nice things. Obviously, Oklahoma State's had some moments. They were ranked in the top 10 recently. Kansas, Kansas State, you know, they're decent. But when we're talking college football, those two, Texas know you are the Blue Bloods. So TCU is not getting the respect, and I get that. And I, I even said as much on social media after the first week of the uh, CFP rankings came out. But again, the first rankings really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. So I, I, it's just something for people to talk about. That's why ESPN does it because everyone's going to talk about it. So I'm doing it right now myself, right? So I'm talking about it. You're, you're listening to it. So, uh, but TCU, Max Duggan is not getting any pub for the Heisman. And that's kind of crazy. If you look at his numbers, I mean, especially a guy that wasn't the starter. I mean, I still remember that game they played against Oklahoma and that just blew like blew everything out of the water for me. I was like, wow, where is this coming from? And considering where TCU was last year, so many guys that they lost, so many guys that they got the portal, Sonny Dykes, new coach. It's like so many things. And now this is where they're at. But as far as what I see coming from this game, and I touched on it, touched on it earlier, and I'm going to bring up, you know, bring it back to that moment right now. B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson, probably the two best running backs in college football combination on the same team. Give them the ball a lot. Shorten this game up. You're playing at home. Texas plays better at home. Quinn Ewers is going to play good. I can. It's a bounce-back game. It's got bounce-back written all over it for him. Give Bijan and Roshan. I want to see Bijan needs 25 touches. I want to see Roshan with probably at least 12 to 15. Run the ball. Toss sweeps. You know, counters. Power. Whatever it is, wildcat, wheel routes out of the backfield, screen passes, anything and everything. Get those to the football in their hands. 
because that'll bring up every that'll open everything else up. Jatavian Sanders is going to get one on one matchups. Xavier Worthy is going to get one on one matchups. And you know when Sark gets those, what's he doing? He's going deep every time. Oh, by the way, Gary Patterson, who was pretty much all things TCU for pretty much a couple of decades up until last year, I'm pretty sure he knows this program inside and out. Sonny Dykes was an assistant for him at one point. Yes. So they know each other inside and out. Now, Gary Patterson is not a coach, but he's on the staff at Texas as a consultant. But you bet your bottom dollar, he knows this roster inside and out. He's recruited the vast majority of these kids, other than the ones that they got the portal this year. But 95% of that roster, maybe 90, whatever, but quite a bit. You get the point. <laughs> is Gary Patterson's fingerprints all over this program. He brought these guys in. He would always probably play up the hay like, you know, Texas didn't want you. Now let's come to TCU and come beat them. And it's worked a lot. But now that he's on the other side of it, regardless of how things ended over there in Fort Worth with Gary Patterson and the uh, administration over there, this one I'm sure he wants to win in many ways. Because he built that program for many years, had tons of success, won a Rose Bowl, and things ended the way they did. And now that he's on the staff at Texas, I don't think there's anything that Gary Patterson wants more than Texas to go out there and win and win in convincing fashion. I know he has a lot of love for TCU, and I know he's got a lot of uh, friends on that side of the matchup, of course. You're, you're someplace 20 years, of course, that's what's it's obvious. But I think if anybody can figure out a scheme or different things to do to slow down Max Duggan, it's Gary Patterson. If there's anything that you can do to exploit the defense that TCU has, because Gary Patterson was a defensive guy. So I'm sure him and Sark are just burning the midnight oil every day this week to try to implement things that you can do to take advantage of this. And I think that's a huge asset for Texas to have because Texas has they're, they're I believe, ranked 18th, but they're a touchdown favorite against a top five team. Say what you want about Texas hate on them, make fun of them, say anything you want. The guys in Vegas know more about football than anybody else on this planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if they got Texas as a favorite, they had Texas as a favorite last week against Kansas State on the road. Texas plays better. Like I said, I see a big bounce back game for Quinn Ewers. I see him being a game manager type of guy, run the ball with Roshan, run the ball with Bijan, and, and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here. We've been seeing Roshan. Line up in the Wildcat, hand it off, keep it. This is the week that Roshan Johnson throws a touchdown pass. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. This is the week. Maybe they're close to the goal line. Maybe it's like first and 10, maybe just outside the red zone. But this is the week. Because a lot of people, if you might not know this, Roshan Johnson came to Texas when he was recruited. He was a quarterback in high school. He came to Texas to be a quarterback. He, there were so many injuries along the running back front that he went to Tom, then Tom Herman, the coach of Texas, and said, move me to running back. I want to help the team out. And he did, and he's been there ever since, and he's been great. He's a leader for this football team, everything you want in a football player. This is the week. I can see it. Sark's going to have something schemed up somehow, some way. It might be close to the goal line, maybe just outside the red zone. But I'm putting, I'm pushing my chips to the middle of the table. I'm seeing it right here. I'm seeing it right now. 
let's say, to Jatavian Sanders. Roshan to JT Sanders for a touchdown. Might be early in the game, might be late in the game. Maybe it's a play that gets you the lead and, you know, puts this thing to bed and Texas wins. And I foresee a Texas victory this week. TCU's a good team. TCU's a great story. But Texas played TCU last year and pretty much beat them down. For all those games that Texas lost on the road, guess what's a game that they won on the road last year? It was in Fort Worth against TCU. Just saying. So you got the confidence of playing at home, just got the win on the road. You got Gary Patterson in your back pocket that knows his program inside and out. This, this to me, just is a Texas victory. It's I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch. I think Texas wins and wins comfortably. Uh, the spread's, what, seven? I'd say Texas, yeah, they'll cover that. Let's just say Texas wins this one, let's say, like, 38 to 27. Something like that. 38-27. Give it to Bijan. Give it to Roshan. Shorten the game. Take, take your shots with Worthy and JT Sanders and Whittington. Take advantage of the TCU defense because wear, wear them down. Wear them out. Take shots, then take those shots down the field because they've just been going up against that battering ram that is the Texas rushing game. And then when they're gassed and they're beat up and they're you know just over there, you know, hands on their knees, hands on hips, breathing hell heavy, then you take that shot deep to Xavier Worthy. And then, bang, there's a touchdown. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a hard game. Um, but this is going to be the – I mean, it's a night game. It's in DKR. The whole country is going to be watching this one. And I think for a lot of reasons, I think for a lot of people in the sense that maybe for detractors of TCU because they don't think TCU belongs, they think if TCU plays any of these other top teams, they get blown out. Oh, by the way, I predicted, I didn't say it here, but it is on my Facebook, no, excuse me, my Instagram page. I did Instagram Live where I said for my other podcast that I do on my own, uh, <laughs> I picked Clemson to lose to Notre Dame. I did. I picked three games last weekend. I picked AM to lose to Florida, and I took uh, Notre Dame to beat Clemson. And I had so many friends tell me, are you crazy? And I was like, hey, man, trust me on this one. So Clemson's gone, but everybody's saying if TCU's there, they don't belong. They would lose. They can't compete, this, that, and the other. Well, I don't know, and neither does anybody else. Nobody out there knows if TCU would win or not or compete or not because they until they get on the field and prove it, I have no earthly, no earthly idea. I don't know. I can only go on past results, and they've lost games like that. But this year is a different year. It's obviously like every year is different. So Duggan's a great quarterback. If he's wearing an Ohio State jersey, an Alabama jersey, Georgia, he's firmly in probably leading the Heisman Trophy race. But he's at TCU. He's not a big personality. He's not at a big marquee brand of college football. So he gets overlooked, which is a shame, but it is what it is. So – it should be a fun one. It's a night game. DKR should be rocking, should be packed. Whole nation's watching. Like I said, for people that want to watch TCU lose because they don't think they belong or the opposite side of that coin, people just saying, okay, here comes Texas. They're going to get blown out again. You know, oh, they think, oh, oh, here we go again. But hey, that's why they play the game, right? But I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. I'm predicting Quinn Ewers has a nice bounce back game, no turnovers. Feed it to Bijan, feed it to Roshan, take your shots as needed. Defense, do what you do. Defense needs to step up a big way this week for Texas. I mean, TCU's offense is no joke. They've got playmakers. Take advantage of Duggan running the football. 
maybe strip the ball, maybe get a, you know, gang tackling, anything like that. So he doesn't run a lot, but he will. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give you a chance or two to poke that ball out and see if he can get some turnovers on him. So again, should be a fun one. Should be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. So again, we're predicting a Roshan touchdown out of the Wildcat to JT Sanders. We're taking Texas 38-27 and just take it one week at a time. We're not, it, it, you know, Texas has to have the mindset. We're not worried about the Big 12 championship right now. We're not worried about any other games on the schedule other than this one right here, right now. Take care of business against Kansas State. Check. Play TCU. Take care of your business this weekend. Check. Take it week by week. Do what you need to do. Win the games that you, win these games out, and then you're in the mix. I don't care what happens from here from the rest of it, because if Texas keeps winning and all these rivalry games that happen at the end of the year, things are going to shake out, and the teams that are at the bottom, that are normally at the bottom or the middle of the pack, that are never at the top of the, at the heap, will not be there. They will fall out of it. So everybody's got to play each other in these big rivalry games, Texas included. Although I don't think Baylor's the biggest rival, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> so Texas plays in at the end of the year, and obviously Kansas, you know, we'll see with Kansas. Texas lost to him last year, and that was uh awful, atrocious thing to watch. But and this one's on the road. But again, you can't worry about that. Beat TCU this week. Take care of your business as a Longhorn team. Sark, start scheming up those plays in the second half. Keep your foot on the gas. Keep scoring points in the second half. Because if you come out for that great start and you get up and you jump on TCU early, doesn't matter what they do in the second half. Keep your foot on the gas. If, if Texas and Sarkeesian is all about this all gas, no breaks, well, dang it, let's believe that to the 10th power of the Saturday and just keep pouring it on, keep scoring points, keep moving the ball, keep killing the clock, keep doing everything you need to do, win this game. It's, it's, it is – I know it looks like if Texas wins this, it's a huge upset just because TCU's ranked high. But the guys, as Bill Parcells used to say, the wise guys that makes that make the bets in Vegas, they got it a seven point favorite for Texas. So they must know something. So do what you do, Texas. Take care of business. Don't turn the ball over. Heavy dose of that running game. That's what I want to see. We should get a Longhorns victory, y'all. So let's go. I'm excited. Saturday night. Let's hurry up and get here. So that's it for this one. My name is Greg Schnoes. This is the Bevo Broadcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. As always, leave us that five-star rating if you could. Please like and subscribe to the podcast as well. We would most appreciate you doing so. And I'll be here next week. And that's it for this one. Talk to you soon, guys. Welcome.